Welcome back to the Successful Driver Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Kent Swanson, and we are so excited today to be taking the conversation a little bit outside arrow this time. We haven't really had a chance to do that yet, but we are this week. We are so excited to have Jeremy Kellett, the Director of Recruiting at Oakley Incorporated with us. Jeremy, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing good, Kent. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, we're excited to hear from you. And I guess I guess we're a little excited to hear from our other guest today. He is our a branch manager here at Aero Truck Sales at Springfield in Kansas City. Trey Visor, my friend, what's good with you today? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Man, I, uh, I'm really excited to hear from both of y'all. I really cannot wait to hear from both of y'all. I'm going to try to just shut up for the most part and just hear from y'all on all kinds of stuff. But um, what we've been doing on this show every single week is we've been starting with a simple question. Uh, and we'll start with you, Jeremy. What makes a successful driver in your mind, Jeremy? You know, uh, looking at those questions that you'd sent me before, I made a couple notes because there's, you know, you can't just pin it down to one thing, Kent. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, being a, a successful driver is a, to me, is a combination of a couple of things. You know, of course, one, you got to be able to drive good. <laughs> That's something that we take for granted a lot of times. You got to be able to be a good driver and a good work ethic, I think, is, is really important to have that work ethic because you're by yourself every day. A lot of times if you're an owner operator, you're by yourself and you've got to get up and get after it and have that mentality. But also picking the right company uh, to go to makes a big deal. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there that are not good, not good for you and don't fit you. So picking that right company that fits, uh, fits you is good. Also managing money and having that, that good truck, you know, that's a big, big deal is, is having the right truck to do the job. But, and then once you make all this money, you got to manage it. So, you know, those things I think combined with also spousal support, we see a lot of that. I think it's not emphasized enough to where you, you really need and trade. We've talked about this, you know, having that spouse sure. in with the truck deal when they're buying the truck, but also in with, with that, the whole, big picture that they're trying to do too, Kent. Trey, what, what's your thoughts on that? And, and what else, what do you think makes a successful driver on top of all that? You know, from my seat, I think Jeremy touched on it. You know, these guys have to have a why behind them. You know, they, they have to have a, uh, a reason to get up every day, get back in that driver's seat and uh, hit it hard going down the road. You know, I think a guy has to be thinking ahead. I think he has to, you know, in his mind, make the decision. Is he going to be the guy there at, at six, clock in the morning when the gate opens to deliver his load and on to the next one or is he going to be the guy that kind of trickles in and waits in line um you know I, I think drive is a lot of it i think ambition is a lot of it i think they have to have like jeremy said a good wife behind them a good wife behind them uh they have to budget and i, and I think a lot of it starts with ken is setting themselves up good from the beginning you know most of your drivers when they get into the business they they are financing a truck they're going out like jeremy said you got to pick a good company you got to pick a good dealership to buy from you need to pick a good finance company and you need to set yourself up with some warranty and some roadside assistance and some products that help you make sure you're successful in the long term and not get caught up in the you know, the lease purchase programs that we've all heard the horror stories about or the, you know, don't take the warranty or go to the company that promises $4 a mile, but can't, can't really tell you where those loaded miles are going to come from. You know, those are the things that, that separate the guys that I see that, that, that achieve high success levels versus the guys that come back to us and, 
and are looking for a way out or to sell their truck or, or, you know, to get out of the business. So those are, those are the, the big common denominators. All right, Jamie, I'd like to, to follow up with this question, your role in a driver's story. How do you help drivers find success? So here at Oakley trucking, we, we are big on helping guys be successful. So uh, a couple of ways we do that, we try to simplify things for becoming an owner operator. And what I mean by simplifying is we, we take care, Oakley trucking takes care of a lot of the expenses that an owner operator would incur uh, if he went out on his own and got his own authority, got his own DOT number, his own liability insurance. Well, all that stuff is ours that we pay for. And, and you lease your truck and you pull our trailer and that we, we own the trailer and you pull it for free. We don't have a, a trailer rental fee. So we try to, you know, it can be complicated if, if a guy becomes an owner operator and he has all these things to do, you know, insurance tags. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it can be overwhelming to these guys, fuel taxes, just the little things like that, that, that'll make you want to quit the first week, you know? So we take care of a lot of those things and try to make it simple for a guy to make a great living and be consistent and do it what they like to do because the majority of the guys like to drive. That's why they're in it. They love to drive a truck and we want them to focus on customer service and safety. And and those two things are got to be priority to them when they're working for a company like us or any company, but they, they need to be, but those two things, being a priority the rest of it you don't have to worry about I, we've we've leased so many on kent that uh come over here and it's not you know i'll talk to them a month later and they'll go man i'm so less stressed working here i don't have to worry about all this other stuff you guys take care of everything and it just makes it so much simpler for me i can actually concentrate on going from point a to point b in a safe manner and taking care of our customers and they they just love that part of it and it's it's helped them you know be a whole lot less stressful on a guy that's a great answer man trey i want to know the same thing from you how do you see your your role in helping in helping drivers find success you know it all starts with the truck i mean the processes and things that we do there was putting in place to make sure we put out as quality piece of equipment as we can is really where it starts, you know, in the buying department, we, you know, we go out and we try to buy trucks from reputable fleets. We get them in, we recondition them. We send them to different shops to make sure different eyes get put on them. And then, you know, we stand behind them after the sale too. I mean, it, it doesn't stop when the truck leaves the gate and that, that really that and, and working with fleets like Oakley and some different partnerships that we have, and making sure a guy understands the serious severity of, of the decisions that he's making. You know, it's, it's a big deal when a guy decides to buy his own truck and get out on his own and, and start his own business. I mean, a lot of times he is putting his life savings together or, or a big chunk of it together and, and making an informed decision with their, their spouse or their family on, on their future. And they're betting on the piece of equipment that we're selling them uh, that it's yeah. going to perform when they get out there on the road. And, and, and I don't take that lightly. I mean, that's something that, that you know, I got to sleep at night and I have a family of my own. And, and, you know, I can just imagine putting everything I got on the line to feed my kids. And I know that's what these decisions these guys are making. So, I mean, we really try to help educate them. We, we try to walk them through the process. We try to let them know the best 
you know, bank or bank for their buck, you know, as far as their credit portfolio and the, and the way they're set up. And we try to keep them informed about warranty companies and things that are com- going to protect their investment long-term and protect their asset. And we try to put the package together for them. That way, when they hit the road, you know, their trucks, so they're not all going to be perfect. If they never broke down, we don't all of those trucks, you know, always make that joke with people. But if they do incur a problem, we want them to be set up to handle it. And and the way we do that is, you know, we give everybody our cell phone. We answer the phone after the sale. We try to at least at bare minimum, they leave out of here with a 90 day warranty and our backing. We set them up with a DOT from the start and we try to make sure they really have a good piece of equipment when they leave out of here. Because it's really important. I think the part that, that setting a guy up, in the beginning to succeed is very important with the truck because we know these guys are human beings and they get emotionally want that truck and will sometimes go get a truck that is not a good idea. You know, it can, they're setting themselves up to fail. If they go get a, some kind of lease that doesn't is, is never going to work type deal. And I think it's, that's why, we refer people a lot to you guys to Trey Arrow Truck Sales because exactly what Trey was saying and how you ta- you got to take care of the guy and you got to take you want him to succeed and you know Trey called me and go this guy don't need a truck you know he's 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 too far gone he's emotionally attached whatever it may be you know we're we're both working together helping make that decision because it's it's refreshing to see guys like arrow truck sales that have the same mentality that we have as a company wanting owner operators to succeed. So yeah, that's great. You know, you know, I, I, and I'll take it further, Jeremy, I know you've seen it and I've seen it too. I've had guys come, you know, want to buy a truck and, you know, I can get it from your competitor X, Y, Z down the street and they'll do it zero down. And, you know, it's, it's a lease program and it's walk away and I can turn it back in and, you know, they get to your shop or, or, or whatever fleet and, you know, the truck's falling apart, can't pass DOT, won't pass DOT, but, you know, it was a long nose Peterbilt and they can get in at zero down and that's what they wanted. So, you know, they, they you know, I always call it the spinnerbait mentality that they'll bite what's flashy, you know, and, and if they can get in it cheap, they, they're all over it sometimes. And, you know, that's, you ask what I do to make them successful. You've got to separate that emotional attachment sometimes and say, you know, look, you, you're buying an office like a doctor has an office or a lawyer has an office or a truck driver has an office. And if that office ain't going to make you any money, it's not doing you any good. It doesn't matter how cheap you can get into it. Right. Um, it, it's got to turn a profit and that's what it's there for. And, you know, I've seen it. I know Jeremy's seen it, but you, you have to really separate the emotion from the business side. And sometimes you can put them together and make them make sense and, and, and start out on a good leg, but you it's can't get into a, it's a yeah, tool. It's a tool. It's a tool to do a job and, and you want it to do it efficiently. You want it to do it safely. And, you know, at the end of the day, you want to get home and get home with some money in your pocket. So, and that, and that tool is such a, a critical, I mean, it's the most critical aspect there, you know, and, and so, you know, I understand, you know, uh, how diligent people need to be in making that decision too. Right. So, absolutely. Um, all right, fellas, I, I always like to ask this question too. And I want to, you know, it's really good getting a perspective from outside of, uh, of Arrow on this too. So this is, this is really great. How have you seen the industry change, you know, in the last 10 years, the last year, there's been so many drastic changes specifically this last year. What have you noticed just in general? Maybe you can say recently, if you want, just about the changes in the industry. We'll start with you, Jeremy. You know, Kent, that's a good, that's a good question. 
because you, you look back, um, I've been here a long time. I look back at what it was like then and what it's like now. And, you know, things that stay the same is, you know, the customer service aspect You as a company, you want to try to continue to give that good customer service. Um, and, and I, I think as far as the change, of course, we all know the big change is the, the technology, um, going forward and it's, it's created a, almost sometimes a barrier with a lot of these truck drivers that they've had to overcome. And I, I mean, some of them, it ain't easy. It ain't been easy for me. I mean, <laughs> I had to have help to get this zoom thing going. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's a challenge, but the technology, you know, with, with the new logs, you know, it's not paper anymore. That was a huge change for truck drivers to, to overcome that because you still got a lot of the guys. I mean, our average owner operator is 55 plus years old. So you can just imagine they did paper logs forever. And then they go to this. Uh, and we're even trying something newer now with it, maybe being on the phones. So the technology with that and, and the logging, I mean, and then of course the trucks, you know, Trey talk about that. That's, that's been a huge change. Uh, I just, you know, you look at it over all the years and it's, we stay pretty grounded here at Oakley because the, the, the ultimate goal is to get from point A to point B in a safe manner and on time and good customer service. That hasn't changed. You know, that's still got to be done with all this other stuff changing around you. So, right. you know, we got, we got to stay focused as the company and especially in operations and, and make that happen every day. And it's changed recruiting. You know, I've done recruiting for a long time here at Oakley and that's changed drastically for us to find guys. Uh, that's, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. The pool is shrinking can't, <laughs> and we can't, I mean, we're trading drivers. I'm trying to get sure. the guy, you know, at a company B that's, staying busy i'm trying to get him to come over here and work for oakley and they're trying to get one of my guys over there to work for them and it's just yeah. you know it's it's a challenge uh on a recruiting side of it for sure trey about how about you industry changes you know, have you noticed you know jeremy touched on it, the technology with the trucks you know you, you're looking more and more, we see more and more automatics on the road today. You know, the, the after treatment system with the trucks, you know, in, in 03, they went to the EGR and then we got the DPF and now we have the DEF system. Now they're looking at changing it again. So, I mean, it's, there's always some kind of technology advancing on the trucks that, you know, helps the guy, helps the, 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 the system. But then again, it, it's another, thing to break on a truck you know that that has changed you know the driver pool like jeremy said there's a definite age gap there from what we deal with you know it seems like there's nobody in the middle it's either 55 plus or it's 30 and under that there's like a gap there you know and, right. and the the older gentlemen that, that are in the industry and ladies that are in the industry they're the old school they want to shift their own gears the new guys coming in they're more technology they want an automatic and it, there's just a you have to be savvy and carry a, a wide broad of, of trucks to satisfy both ends of the spectrum when when i first started in the business it was 
one model of truck, you know, one, <laughs> one style of transmission. We didn't have to worry about an e-log. We didn't have to worry about, you know, anything electronic on any of the trucks, you know, it was mechanical. If you could turn wrenches, you can get after it. Now you have to have a computer tell you what's wrong with anything on one of them, you know? Right. So it, that, that to me would be the biggest cha- change in the industry that I've seen in my time in the business would be just the advancement in technology, the advancement in technology on the trucks, and then the driver gap going between shifting from what I would call an old school manual mentality to now more and more truck drivers are accepting the automatics right. and, and making the jump over to that side. So, yeah, one of the, one of the things we've kind of heard is, is this kind of a technology can kind of be a blessing and a curse. You know, there's, you know, there's things about the truck that are better as a result of, of advances in technology, but there can be more headaches like you guys kind of said. So there's, yeah, there's definitely mean, you, balance there. Sure. And, you know, you take like, uh, you know, there's some good things about it. The lane departure systems, the the collision mitigation systems, the forward facing camera systems. I mean, they, they help a lot of guys on, and avoid a lot of lawsuits and, and a lot of, uh, you know, heartache because they can prove that they didn't do what somebody said they did. So, I mean, in that aspect, the technology really helps the truck driver today where, you know, he may not get the chance to, to, have that camera rolling because he's in a shop because his after treatment system failed. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's helping hurt, like you said. Uh, I'm going to pit you guys up against each other in your industry. So I'm going to ask Trey you this, what should a buyer consider when choosing a fleet to work with? You know, that's a great question. And it's one I have a lot with guys that come into my office and, you know, it starts with consistency, Kent, you know, uh, the, the, the urge to chase the higher dollar, you have to you have to cure that craving with consistency. If you get with a fleet that can keep a guy working year round for a solid wage all the time, then then that means a lot, you know, from my seat. And you know, a lot of times we talk in financing with a guy, and and he wants to go to work for his brother in law cattle hauling company down the street because they you know they think they can make five bucks an hour. I mean, when the economy crashes or the business slows you know, operators at, at good companies are still rolling, you know, you're Oakley truck and you're keeping guys going. You need to ask questions about the backside of the business. You need to know who's paying for the trailer. You need to know who's going to help you get your tags. You need to know who's going to help you title and register the truck. You need to ask those questions, you know, on the backside, you need to know when you get there, you're not just going to be a number, you're going to be a name and they're really going to care about your success. Those are things that when I have conversations with guys about good companies that, that I try to talk to them about, you know, you take Oakley, for example, I always tell guys, if you can keep 900 people, they could drag up and go anywhere and have a job tomorrow. Happy all at the same time, you know, that's probably a pretty good place to work. Mm. But if you know, the turnover rates high, ask some questions, ask some other operators you see out on the road, you know, what about this company? Inquire about these guys, do a little research. How long have they been in the business? You know, figure those things out before you just jump into into a, a, a uh, relationship with a company and get into something that you don't you don't want. You know, the the problem we see guys a lot of times they there are two or three orientations and they got a truck payment coming due. You know, they've never even put the truck on the road because they got to day four and somebody said something they didn't like and they drug up. You know, you got to know ahead of time what you're getting yourself into. Find somewhere that's consistent, find somewhere that's going to be there and find somewhere that cares about you. 
All right, Jeremy, I want to I'm going to flip this now. I want you to tell me the importance of choosing a good dealer. This doesn't have to be an arrow infomercial. You can make it if you want, but I just want to know just in general cuz I mean we're not the only good dealer out there, you know. But what's the importance of choosing a good dealer? Well, it is it's extremely important and we talk about this. That's that's why I've partnered with you guys Trey for so many years now. Uh, me and Trey's had some long late night conversations about this subject right here about guys getting into trucks and it's very important. And we don't have, you know, Kent, we don't have but a handful of dealers that we even recommend uh, because we just don't know if we can trust them because they go through salesmen's change, you know, so often. And that's, that's frustrating to us. You know, we like to find, uh, a good group of people like Arrow, which is great, that take care of the guy. The, the you know, that we've talked about a guy being successful and it's setting him up to be successful. And that starts with buying the right truck. And we, we talked about this earlier guys getting excited and wanting to get any truck they can possibly get. And I don't have any money and I'm going to take all the money I got and, and get in this truck because that's going to solve all my problems. And that is not true. Uh, your problems are just beginning when you buy a truck. And I hate to say that because I want everybody to buy a truck, become an owner operator and come back to the truck. <laughs> right. uh, you're going to have problems when you become an owner operator and you have to be prepared for that, whether it's financially is part of it, but mentally is part of it and patience. You got to be prepared. And, you know, I, I can't say enough about what arrow does and, and specifically what Trey has done over the years with some of these guys that have had issues or had problems. And, and it, it's, it's impressed us so much that that's why we have this standing relationship and we keep moving forward. And me and Trey's had some heated conversations that are frustrating that happen, but that's part of trucking as part of it. I'm just sure. so, I'm just, it's so refresh. It's so good. feels so good to me that I can call Trey. If something happens, a guy gets, down here and has a problem, man, Trey bends over backwards to try to help the guy. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate situations that come up, but you know, that to me is confidence. I have confidence in you guys uh, as salesmen and selling a truck and doing it right. Or we wouldn't send them to you. I'll be honest with you. We just we can't, you know, we, we don't right. want our name on something that's not, can't stand behind. And, right. And, and that's why we do that. And we've had such a good relationship over the years because, you know, you guys take good care of these guys. And, and, and you know, you have the same principles in mind. Uh, you want them to succeed. I mean, I can – I understand you don't want to sell a truck and then a guy not be successful, bring it back. I can, You know, I can't make it. So, you know, yeah. that, that's no fun. That's that's That ain't no way to work. So, you know, I, we make a great team. We're, we're – what really is good, Kent, is we're a great company for a first-time owner-operator, but also for owner-operators that want longevity. So you guys are a great company for first-time owner-operators to buy their first truck and get them set up to be a successful owner-operator. It's just a great team. It, it just works good. I mean, we, we've, we've been successful yeah, for a lot of years. I think what, what helps the relationship, you know, with us is, is like you said you know you you know who you're talking to you you're not sending them to a different salesman every week and we're not sending them down to a different recruiter every you know every time we we shoot them over to oakley truck and we know 
you know, go talk to Dustin, go talk to Kent, go see Corey, talk to Jeremy. You know, we, we, we know who we're sending them to. We know what we're doing. When you get such a good working relationship together, you know, we know what Miss Wendy expects in the title department. Amy, our finance manager here, knows how to, you know, set everything up for her. And in the process for an owner operator, the headaches just start being removed a little at a time over time when the relationship develops between uh, a good fleet uh, and a good dealership for an owner operator to get set up. He doesn't have to worry about those things and how is this going to happen? And he, you know, it, it removes a lot of the question marks, you know, and, and, and we always say here, and I tell my, my staff, you know, anybody can sell a guy one truck, but we want to sell him his next truck. We want to sell his brother, his truck and his daddy, his truck and so on and so forth. You know, we want him to, to tell people about us. We want to have a good reputation in the business and in the industry and, and form good partnerships and, and have a good name. And I think, you know, together we, we've made a good team and done that, like you said. And I want to clear something up They're out here because I know some people watching this may think, oh, yeah, but you get a referral fee every time you send somebody up there. Well, yeah. This, you know, and I, I have been offered that many times in the past, dealing with a, a dealership, whether it's Arrow or MAC or whoever. They say, well, let's, we'll give you a referral fee. And I said, and we have that conversation in the beginning. I say, look, we're not in this for the referral fee. Our picture right. is a whole lot bigger than a referral fee. That doesn't do right. us any good. We need some, We need you guys to be on the same page as Oakley so we can make this guy successful. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So in case anybody's thinking that. Right. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I, we wouldn't be having this podcast, you know, if we got a referral fee every time. We'd probably be on a lake somewhere as much business as we've done back and forth. But, but, but you know, it, it like Jeremy said, it ain't about that. You know, it's it's about the people. When you boil it down, the business is about the people. You know, every time a, a first-time owner-operator walks through our doors, I mean, we got the ability to change his life. You know, we we can take him from thirty or $40,000, $50,000 a year to – you know, much as he wants to earn as an owner operator on average, I mean, uh, you know, six figures plus. So, I mean, we, have, that's, that's a life change for a guy. And, and you know, from having to answer somebody uh, every day and being forced dispatch to going to work as being an owner operator and having his own dispatcher at Oakley and, you know, building a relationship and really making a life in a way for himself. I mean, and, and like I said, that's not something we take light here. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we feel good about the relationship. We feel good when we send a guy down to Oakley and we know, you know, and especially if you, if you peel the layers back, you know, when we finance a guy a truck in-house, we know that if he goes to work for Oakley Trucking, if he failed, it was because he did it on his own. He, it wasn't because of the company he went to. So, and, and that means a lot from a sales standpoint, knowing with confidence that, that you're sending the guy down the right path to where he can make an honest living. Well, everybody on this podcast right now, none of us have success without driver success. And uh, I appreciate you guys both. I appreciate you guys both so much for, for taking a little bit of time to talk about your role in the truck driver story and, you know, kind of you know, extend some of your, your wisdom and your understanding of the industry here. So uh, Jeremy, thanks for being the first guest outside of Arrow on the show, my friend. Glad yes, to sir. And I appreciate you guys asking me. Yeah, absolutely. Trey, uh, I appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much. Uh, guys. Yeah, no, it it was great to hear from both of you and, uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But that is going to do it for this episode of the successful driver podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
We'll catch you later.